0: Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations Podcast. I am your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm a business consultant and coach who has helped hundreds of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months, and then on to six-figure years without burning out in the process. Now, I often get asked, what do I feel is the most important part about business? And if you ask me this question when I first started over a decade ago, I'd probably say sales. But now, now that I've been in the game a little bit longer, have a few more gray hairs—I mean, seriously, gray hairs. I'm not gonna lie about it. Not a huge fan. My answer has changed. What do I feel is the most important part of business now, and what I should have thought about when I first started? My answer: mindset. In fact, I believe 85% of business success comes from mindset and 15% comes from strategy. You see, I can teach anyone strategy and how to grow a sustainable and profitable business, but a weak or wobbly mindset, it doesn't matter about the strategy because the weak mindset will get in the way of success. So yes, mindset is key to business success and something I'm working on daily with my one-to-one clients, my action taker mastermind clients, and my 12-month group coaching clients. So today you can imagine how excited I am to have the amazing Natalie on the podcast talking about Mindset 101, how to recognize a limiting mindset in your business. And during this awesome episode, we're going to talk about what is mindset, how mindsets are actually formed. Does the mindset operate operate from a conscious or unconscious level? How important is it for business owners or anyone really to understand their mindset? We're also going to dive deep into the key components to mindset and also 10 stages of business when your mindset is crucial for growth. So get ready for an awesome, awesome episode. It is going to be amazing. But before we hop straight into this awesome episode, I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this episode, I'd love for you to share a key takeaway, a fun fact, or anything you'd love to share about the podcast over on your Instagram stories and tagging me Angela Henderson Consulting so that I too can share that to my audience. This episode is also sponsored by Australia's leading four day, three night exclusive women in business retreat that I run every single year. The retreat is where we focus on women having the chance to connect, refocus, learn and grow both in life and in business. This amazing event is being held November 5th through to November 8th, 2020 at the beautiful Gold Coast here in Queensland, Australia. 50 tickets are being sold. That is it. That's all, ladies and gentlemen, and 70% of tickets have already been taken. Denise Duffield Thomas, a good friend of mine, is opening keynote. We've got the amazing Cherie from Digital Picnic and so many other top speakers. To surrounding yourself with amazing people that will lift you both up at the conference and after the conference, to daily mastermind sessions to get individualized help on your business from both your peers and the speakers, to amazing food, being able to sleep in that's right, I said sleep in, and eat a meal uninterrupted by your children, you're not going to want to miss Australia's leading four-day, three-night women in business retreat. To secure your ticket and also utilize our payment plan so that you have the equal cash flow you need for your business to keep going while getting the resources and tools you need to grow your business at the retreat, you can simply head to AngelaHenderson.com.au and book your ticket by clicking on retreat. Now let's get into the, today's amazing episode with Miss Natalie. Welcome to the show, Natalie. Uh, Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Gosh, it is awesome to have you here. Now, I love meeting new people. I don't know how many times I say this on my podcast, but it is. And this is actually the first time that we have formally met. I reached out to you a while ago when I was looking at bringing someone on to talk about mindset because I am a huge fan about mindset and I just love your work. So I'm
1: thrilled to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much. And I agree. It's just so nice to be able to connect with people all over the world, all over the country. So it's it's exciting times. Yes, no. So fun. Now, listen, before we get started, I always like to ask my guests a fun question
0: <laughs> so that the audience gets to know you a little bit more. So my question for you, as I was doing a mini stock on you before I reached mm-hmm. out, I noticed one of the things about your Instagram feed in particular is that you have this love of water and whether or not it's a love of water or love of photos with water. But when I was looking at it, so my question to you, you is this? I'd love to know what is your all-time favorite
1: beach spot oh my goodness that's the, the probably the trickiest question you could have asked because I, <laughs> I as you said I, I love just something about being near a body of water I find incredibly relaxing incredibly grounding um, we do have um, a little spot uh, where we take our dogs it's it's up the coast Um, it's it's in the central coast of of east um, East coast of australia um near port stevens and it's called the stockton beach it's a beautiful stretch miles and miles long stretch of the um, coast with not many people around and just just the ocean and the sand dunes and it's the most serene um, and beautiful place so we we tend to go there as, um, as often as we can. Dude, very, very magical is what
0: it sounds like. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dude, well, I love a good beach. And I'm, you know, once we get back to a little bit of international travel, I'm hanging, do you know what I mean, to get to the beaches of Bali in Indonesia, you know? So I just, I love a good beach. And again, living up in Brisbane, it's, it's lovely because we're only an hour up to the sunny coast, an hour down to the Gold Coast. And again, living on an island over here in Australia, we are quite fortunate that we are surrounded by water. So, so more often than when I think we think
1: we are. Oh, absolutely. We, we are in a perfect place to be, um, you know, landlocked a little bit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now, listen, mindset. It yes. is, as
0: I was saying in my intro, mindset, I believe, is 85% success uh, for business owners. And I think though business owners don't necessarily see mindset as important until further along the business journey. And then I think pennies start dropping. Do you know mean puzzle pieces (laughs) start getting put together and they're like, I'm probably gonna need to work on this. So my whole thing is, is when I work with my own, I'm not specifically a mindset coach Mm -hmm. in any way. I'm very much more about looking at the strategy and that also. But Mm -hmm. I am all about planting the seeds for people. And I'm all about looking at those beliefs and those stories and those blocks to me as they start to come up. And obviously, if it's a lot more deeper work, I always refer that out to people. Mm -hmm. But mindset, the for those listeners are out there and you're just like, Oh God, what is engine Natalie going (laughs) to carry on about today? I just want to say, if you stick with this episode, because I can teach in my opinion, anyone's strategy. But if you've got a weak or wobbly mindset, you're going to sabotage, you're going to get your business stuck. Do you know what I mean? And it's not going to be pretty. So I really, of all the episodes that I do, my mindset ones are ones that I encourage people to stick around because even if you only take 10% of what Natalie and I talk about today away, you're going to put yourself in a, in a 10% better position than you were not because mindset is crucial. So before we go into anything else, can you just for the purposes of this particular podcast and how you view mindset, can you talk to us a little bit about
1: how you're defining what is mindset? Absolutely. And um, I agree with you. I think for some people, uh, the concept of mindset feels a little bit woo-woo, a little bit like what's, you know, what is it and why is everyone talking about it? And I think that's because a lot of um, talk about mindset tends to happen in in conjunctions with, with spirituality and law of attraction and those kinds of contexts. Mm-hmm. Obviously, me being a psychologist, um, I come to mindset from a slightly different perspective in terms of basically the inner workings of, of your mind and. The way we view mindset is in a more simple way, and it's basically your beliefs that you have, the rules and assumptions that you hold about yourself, about others, and basically how the world works. I always kind of say that your mindset is like a filter through which you see the world, through which you experience um, your daily life. And that's why it's so, so, so important to uh, get curious, get curious about your mindset and Um, even if you don't necessarily do anything about it right now, just to um, get kind of interested, hang on, how does my mind work here? Mm -hmm.
0: And why do you think for like, do you have you too, in your experience working with business owners around their mindset, do you also think
1: that mindset is so important in order for the success to happen? I believe so. And the reason for that is because the way we think, the way we interpret our daily situations in business, the way we make decisions, all of that is influenced by the thoughts and beliefs and the rules we hold at the back of our minds. Mm-hmm. And so through that, of course, if, if you believe one thing, it's going to lead you to behave in a certain way in your business and that behavior will in turn lead to certain consequences, right? Mm-hmm. So even as, as the simplest example here, if at the back of your mind, you hold a belief that I am capable of running my own business, if, if that's the thought you have at the back of your mind, then of course, when you face challenges and things don't go to plan, as we all know happens, um, that kind of empowering thought at the back of your mind can help you make decisions in the best service of your business and your goals. Mm-hmm. Whereas if deep down there is that niggling thought like, well, maybe I'm not capable of running my own show, um, that will lead you to make different decisions, right? That will lead you to make um, plans and approach your business in a way that may down the track um, lead you to kind of potentially self-sabotage or or just um, experience more challenges that you may need to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how for those individuals that are like, okay, you guys are already talking a little bit. It sounds like I might need to work on this a little bit. Can you t- walk us through how are mindsets actually formed?
1: Yes. So um, I guess As we the way our brains work, right? Our brains are sponges that absorb information, they're constantly processing what's going on around us. And anytime something happens, uh, we tend to interpret it, right? And so, the way we do that, as we learn all the way back from childhood through adulthood, we tend to kind of absorb information, right? So, we learn um, different rules from potentially the way we've been raised and taught by our parents, Uh, we where we begin our businesses right many kind of uh, for many people the first step is to go and uh, watch lots of business training and sign up to lots of courses and absorb and absorb information so as we do that as we learn new things as we process we listen to messages from others and others opinions and guidance we kind of tend to form this vision um, of what it is or what it means to have a business and to run a business. And that becomes our kind of collection of those thoughts and beliefs around business.
0: And do you think that mindset or again, not think you're going to tell us, Mm -hmm. do mindsets operate more from the conscious level or the unconscious level?
1: So a lot of the for a lot of people before they kind of come to think about mindset, um, the way we don't often stop to think, hang on, um, what am i actually thinking here, right? So we don't think About our thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's not something we naturally do. We go around uh, about our days and do the things we need to do, enjoy life, et cetera, et cetera. It's not until we kind of identify that there's some sort of block or some sort of problem that we just keep coming up against. Mm -hmm. That's usually the point for people to start to think, hang on, what else is going on here? And at that point, they usually maybe reach out for help or chat to people and begin to discover that maybe the way they've been approaching what they do has been informed by those by those thoughts and so in that sense a lot of the time mindsets do operate kind of below our everyday awareness Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's not in the sense that they operate subconsciously so that you can't do anything about it Mm -hmm. it's it's very much about uh, taking that curious approach to your mind and learning to pause yourself in the moment and just say hang on what am I thinking here what am I feeling here and what am I tempted to do or avoid doing as a result of those thoughts and that self-talk Mm
0: -hmm. Interesting. And what have you, have have you seen any kind of common, you talked about blocks coming up for business owners Mm -hmm. and things like that. I'm assuming blocks would be different for any, you know, any individual because we all do mean have been raised differently. We have Mm -hmm. different parents, we have different upbringings, etc. But do you ever see
1: any kind of common blocks in business owners? Yes. Yes, I do. And um, I'm sure no one would be kind of surprised by this. But if, if you think to yourself, how often do you go about your day? Do you approach your business from the point of view of I should? I should be doing this. I should be doing that. This is my to-do list. I should be more, you know, posting more social media. I should be developing courses. So it's that kind of should mentality. That is a mindset in and of itself. And so when I work with clients, the first kind of thing we do is we pause and and ask ourselves and ask I, I get the client to ask themselves, well, hang on. Why, why should you be doing this? Like, who's mm-hmm. telling you to like, where is this coming from? Right. Mm-hmm. Where, at which point through your learning journey, did you pick up this rule? Right. So for instance, I should be more productive. Uh, well, why is that? Well, because the successful business owners are productive. Do you see what I mean? It's, right. it's, it's mindset work. It's all about identifying patterns and starting to see patterns in your thinking. Um, A lot of the time um, when we talk about limiting mindset, it becomes about that black and white quality, either productive or, or I'm not putting enough into my business. I'm either, you know, I'm either getting those 10, 20 K months or I'm a failure in my business. It's, um, it's all about seeing patterns and starting to work with those.
0: And when they start to work with us, I'm assuming that again, with those blocks, you start to, or that there are even key components to mindset. can you walk us through what some of those key components are?
1: Yeah, so the kind of the, the way mindsets affect us on a day-to-day life is through automatic thoughts and interpretations. So let's say you uh, wake up one morning, you log into your emails and you see an angry email from a client right? Mm-hmm. So when you, at the point when you see that, you're going to have a reaction mm-hmm. uh, now for some people, that reaction might be, Um, like, oh, shoot, what have I done here? So they tend to kind of absorb the responsibility and instantly start to feel maybe anxious that Mm -hmm. they've done something wrong. For others, their reaction might be quite defensive. And so the way we kind of instantly react to situations, that's the first component of a mindset. Mm -hmm. And of course, when we start to unpack that, well, why do certain people react in one way and others react in a different way to the same sort of situation, Mm -hmm. that's where we dive deep into that second level, uh, more subconscious level of a mindset where we have those rules and assumptions running through our minds and beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. For instance, um, someone who believes that it's absolutely not okay to upset a customer, they might have more of a fear-based reaction to that event. Whereas someone who kind of takes a lot of pride in their business and maybe kind of is a lot is a bit more confident in their service they may um not react in that way does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah 100 mm. and so it's really again so that kind of that first thing again like you said is
0: that is the key component is kind of around like those beliefs right about where is yeah. this coming from that then is leading into like those rules the attitudes and the assumptions mm. and is there anything else that is really key for the mindset so what was that is there anything like in regards to, I guess, if I think about mindset as like, say a circle, Mm -hmm. you've got, um, a third of it is around beliefs. That next part is doing around rules and attitudes. And then again, you talk about like that automatic doing thoughts Mm -hmm. and interpretations, Mm -hmm. right? Like they all each have their own individual, I guess, components, what is Mm -hmm. making up that the entire mindset. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I always kind of talk about mindset um, in terms of a cycle, right? So a situation happens, you react to it, then you feel a certain way mm-hmm. about it, and then you do something, right? And when you do something, it leads to certain consequences. And then that kind of creates a cycle. If you react in a helpful way to that particular situation, the consequences are going to be productive. If you react out of fear or lack of confidence or you know other um, thoughts and beliefs that are potentially self-sabotaging, the consequences might in turn uh, lead to kind of less than optimal results for you.
0: Gotcha. And for businesses who are out there going, because like, like, listen, there's going to be some listeners who are in the beginning stage of business. There's going to be some business owners who've been here for a while and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I can only imagine again for myself in I'm assuming also with you is that again, there are different stages of business when your mindset has to be, do you know what I mean, ready and firing and ready to rock and roll because mm-hmm. just like you said, decisions have to be made. Uh, mm-hmm. again, a good decision, bad decision, you can either have a positive outcome or a consequence, right? Mm-hmm. But if you've got a wobbly mindset during these kind of crucial elements of business, mm-hmm. this could almost kind of make or break you in some ways in regards to things moving forward very quickly and positively or things being dragged out for a long time. So in your experience, have you come up with, I think you talk about like the 10 stages of business mm-hmm. when your mindset is
1: critical. Can you walk us through those kind of 10 key points that you have found? Yeah, absolutely. So the way I kind of landed on these ten um, stages was both through my own journey of starting a business and realizing just, oh my goodness, what a test to your self belief and your confidence to to start a business. And then obviously working with clients, we often land on these crucial points. And basically, we start all the way from even having an idea to start your own business. Right mm-hmm. for you to entertain the possibility that you're capable of running, doing your own thing, pursuing your own passion. You need to have that element of self-belief that, you know what, I can do this. And there is no inherent reason why I can't. And so that could, for someone who has that more empowering set of thoughts they're more likely to make take those first steps they're more likely to say yep this year i'm gonna make it happen the next stage is of course the starting point it's one thing to have an idea it's completely different to to you know take the plunge launch your website yes, launch absolutely. Your social media. and so of course then it becomes about that confidence to to take the first step the next stage is all about creating those products and services and this is where i see um our mindset, the way we conceptualize our own business being very much influenced by what we see others do. When I personally started my own business, there weren't many psychologists online. It wasn't really a thing. Telehealth wasn't um, as big of a topic as it is now. And so for me, um, it was a really different mindset shift to start working exclusively online, to start working with mindset and women in business as a niche. So I had to do a lot of work on myself to even kind of see that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when people come to me and they say, oh, well, I want to start a course because everything I see on Facebook is all about starting, uh, doing your own course. And I say to them, well, hang on, let's unpack that. Right. And a lot of the time turns out it's, it's not actually what they want to do. It's the way they've been influenced by others and their mindset that's leading them to make Mm -hmm. these decisions. You know, it makes perfect sense. Mm, of course. So um, the next stage is all about selling um, the offering. And of course, there are so many limiting thoughts, especially for, uh, for women around pricing and charging for their work, um, you know, communicating about uh, the worth of their services and all of that sort of stuff really, really important to understand what beliefs you hold about money and your own worth and the worth of the work that you provide. Um, The next stage is all about promoting your business. Again, promoting kind of um, ties in with being seen, uh, being seen as the face of your business. A lot Mm -hmm. of people have um, kind of beliefs around uh, whether, you know, being out there and outspoken can actually Um, They view it as a negative thing, maybe because they've been conditioned uh, throughout their, you know, growing process to be more kind of reserved and quiet, keep to themselves. So it can feel quite foreign to all of a sudden go and put yourself out there.
0: Yeah. And it's not an easy thing, you know, to to start with. But like you said, it does come easy for some people. Right. And so again, it's, it's one of those things that again, because of our beliefs and our stories Mm. and our own lived experience and be based on how our mindset is formed. Some of these stages, like I said, will come easy for some and not for others.
1: Of course. And I think this is a good point to mention that although mindset is such an important component, it's not the only component of Mm -hmm. what it can help you. It's it's not just, you know, thinking your way through a a, a thing. It's also about you know, putting yourself out there, practicing, um, you know, uh, keep keep pushing yourself slowly and gently outside of your comfort zone. So it's not just about your thoughts. It's also about what you do and how regularly you do it. Yep. Yeah. So Perfect. I guess a few a few other stages just to finish off, um, you know, starting to grow your business, there could be a point at which mindset is very, very important. So for, for instance, some people might reach a level of success in the business and to take that next step um, requires, you know, a, a slight shift to, um, to back yourself even more. So a lot of people, a lot of clients I see begin to see success in their business and they start to think, hang on, when is this all going to end? Because I don't see myself as the successful person. So it must be a fluke. Right. right. And so, Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of thoughts around that. Um, The biggest, so the next two are really essential to the work I do and the concept of healthy business. And that's all about um, bringing in love and enjoyment into your work and noticing whether you're still enjoying what you're doing. And if it still connects with your values and your strengths and your version of success, or whether you've fallen into a trap of pursuing something that um maybe you saw others pursue or maybe something that's valued by others in your close circle but it's not really something that you yourself want to do so it's all about having a thriving life outside of business and keeping an eye on that big picture Mm -hmm. what are you doing all of this for Attention,
0: women in business get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Yep, totally makes sense. Mm. And so out of these, I can only imagine for those who are sitting there in business going, yep, the 10 stages of business, I'm either Mm -hmm. been there, I'm entering, you know that number one, conceptualizing your business, two, starting your business, that area of three, creating your products or offerings, four, selling your offerings, five, promoting your business, six, being visible, seven, automating, eight, growing your business, nine, enjoying and loving your business, and 10, having that thriving life outside your business. I can all, I guess for those people that are kind of going, okay, well, how do I know if my mindset is getting a little bit wobbly or how do I know? I think some of these things, and correct me if I'm wrong, but some of the words that would come up for me is, Whether or not businesses are starting to feel uncomfortable or they're avoiding a task or situation or they've got that doubt or they're undervaluing themselves or they're feeling stuck. Would you agree that these are some of the things that if you start to feel these things, you might have to go, hmm, what is this about my mindset that I might need to check into?
1: Absolutely. I think the easiest, especially for someone who is not used to thinking about their thoughts or considering mindset, the easiest thing to notice first is how does your business make you feel? How do different tasks um, in your business uh, make you feel about them? So for all of us, there will be areas in the business that we absolutely love and then areas in the business which we have to do and, and um, you know all those strategy things that, that are good for us. But we may not be enjoying them and potentially some people might be actively avoiding certain areas of their business Mm -hmm. and if you notice yourself experiencing that resistance resistance is a really great um signal to you that something is going on here something either in your mindset or just in general for instance um you know anytime you experience resistance it's good to pause and and ask yourself what's going on here Mm -hmm. could be your mindset but it also could be things could be your behavior maybe it's you know, burnout talking. But but it's the point here is that, again, coming back to that curious approach, um, not just pushing through the unhelpful or uncomfortable experiences, um, but pausing and asking yourself, what's going on for me here? Um, is, is, is it my mindset? What thoughts am I having? What is it about this particular task in my business that's making me feel this way? And that's your first step towards, I guess, identifying those. I
0: think it is good to go because sometimes I think even for example, as a mental health clinician of 15 years, I'm a clinical social worker by trade. Mm -hmm. And I know too, that before we will diagnose or I don't diagnose anymore, but before we would get to say diagnosing someone with bipolar or schizophrenia Mm -hmm. or depression Mm -hmm. or whatever, Mm -hmm. is we would always look at what's happening in the environment. um, Where is this happening? And we would also look at the physical component, right? So for example, like, some people like with thyroid, it can mimic depression, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and those yep. depression type moods. So we're like, well, hold on, is it depression or is it thyroid? Well, let's rule out the thyroid first mm-hmm. before we look at depression. Or, well, if you're drinking eight beers a night, every single night, and alcohol is a depressant, how do we actually know that you have depression? versus if it's this and that's why i do think about mindset too is sometimes right mm-hmm. it might not necessarily be a mindset thing it could be environmental it could be that time of the month like there's a variety of other things it isn't always mindset and i know for me at time of recording this yesterday was the two-year anniversary of the passing of my brother and yesterday was just one of those days where you're like oh god it's just one of those days and i'm sitting there going there's a few things that i was avoiding doing and i'm going okay would i normally avoid doing this? No. Right. Because I was like, Oh my God, I'm gonna have to work on my mindset. Like I'm gonna Mm -hmm. do few things, And I was like, no, hold on a minute. You're having a shit day. It's your brother's second anniversary of the passing, you know? Um, no. And so again, it was important for me to identify and ask these questions because it's not always mindset, right? It could
1: just be, you're just having a shit day. Right. Absolutely. And that's why I guess I mentioned it earlier. And just to remind it for anyone listening, it's never, it's, it's very rarely just one thing anyway, to begin with. It's, you know, life is complex and complicated. Um, so that, so it, you know, it's, it, it's, we, we're, drawn to have simple explanations for why we feel the way we feel, because that's our nature. We want, our brain wants to simplify our existence, but Mm -hmm. oftentimes there's so much going on. And sometimes, so, so one of the unhelpful narratives I've seen in the mindset space is this kind of pressure just to, well, just, just, you know, have a positive mindset, be optimistic, uh, believe in yourself and everything that, you want will manifest. And I believe that narrative is unhelpful because just as you said earlier, it's not just about, about thoughts. Um, it's, it's about looking at, you know, what's going on for you in your day, in your week, uh, being really gentle with yourself and just, again, being curious what's going on. What can I do here to look after myself? If it's mindset, let me work on my mindset. If it's fatigue or burnout, let me, you know, amp- ramp up my self care. And if it's, you know, grief or other things going on, let me allow myself to take a pause from all the to do's in the business and just, you know, look after myself. because. Um, that's the most important element in your business is you. One hundred percent. And I know if we if we go a little bit
0: further in regards mm-hmm. to what steps. Yeah, can business owners take to recognize a limiting belief? I know in one of your documents that you've produced around limiting yeah. beliefs is you've got seven really kind of crucial steps that business owners can look at in order to really recognize a limiting belief. I know you start with choose and notice and ask. Mm-hmm. So are you able yeah. to walk through what that looks like? So if there's a business owner right now that's going, okay, yep. my brother hasn't passed away. Mm-hmm. My kids are back yep. at school. Yep. There's this task that's been on my to-do list. I know it's gonna help my business grow, but I've been repeating this on my to-do list for the last eight weeks. Weeks. yep Something's probably there. What can they do to start recognizing when these limit when the limiting mindsets are starting to creep in? Can you walk us through those seven steps?
1: Yeah. So, of course, the first one is um, to make your to make mindset work a manageable task. Choose an area in your business where you tend to experience that resistance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually suggest choosing like a thinking back on some you know recent events or something that you found challenging in your business. Pick that experience. Write it down, right? This is, a, this is very much a written exercise because once your thoughts are on paper, you can take a step back and you can start seeing those patterns. Mm-hmm. So choose an area where you tend to kind of feel resistance or uncomfortable emotions. Write it down and, and describe it. Like say, right, w- what is the situation? The situation is, this is my task. Every time I sit down to do this task, this is what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, the, second, the second step is to start noticing kind of what about um, kind of how do you experience the resistance it, for a lot of people? It's, you know, physical sensations, just like, Oh, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit of fear, like, Oh, I really don't want to do that Facebook live. Right. So I'm going to avoid it. So notice um, when something's triggering you. And then it's all about having a conversation with yourself basically and asking yourself, well, hang on, what's going through my mind right, right now in the situation, right? What am I, um, saying to myself, what am I predicting or imagining would happen? You kind of start to ask yourself to try and get to the point of, uh, to the bottom of why you feel this resistance. It's not always easy to do yourself and that's why sometimes I think doing this with a coach or someone who can help guide you through these questions, that's kind of the crux of mindset work. But yes, you can absolutely start that process for yourself by just um asking and trying to identify those thoughts once you write them down um so i I always suggest keep like a mindset diary for a week um again i think the misconception there that mindset work is something like quick and easy you just do um and then you're sweet right but changing beliefs takes work um and and don't put that pressure on yourself to kind of think positively because it's not what it's about Mm -hmm. um so I would say keep a diary for, for a week and every time you feel triggered, make a note of like, hang on, what? why am I feeling this way? What's coming up for me? What's going through my mind? Once you have that written, um, literally, I, su- I often tell people, take a highlighter and read through your notes. And what you often find is that certain thoughts just keep popping up the same, like again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, for someone who might be avoiding doing a Facebook Live, after like a few attempts and at noting what they what they're thinking, they might realize that they have really high expectations of mm-hmm. themselves, right? They might notice thoughts like, well, my lighting isn't good enough, or I'm not ready, or I haven't done my hair and makeup yet, so I can't do it today. So once you start seeing these patterns, that's the beginning of your mindset. Mm-hmm. And um, once you highlight them, I suggest thinking, can, uh, having a look and, and asking yourself, is there a theme? Can I notice a theme here? So for instance, I mentioned earlier, high expectations or very high standards could be a theme in your thoughts on everything you do, mm-hmm. right? Um, what, what's another example? I guess if someone um, is avoiding... Uh, looking at, like a common thing I see is um, women avoiding looking at their website out of fear that they'll spot a mistake or they'll spot something that's not quite good enough and they would feel bad about it. And so the, the thought there is, well, it needs to be perfect for someone to buy from me. Right. And yeah. Web, that's, that's an example of an assumption. No one will buy from me if my website's not beautiful. Um, and once you start seeing these themes and these patterns in your thinking, um, you can then start to predict and start to kind of anticipate them becoming a, a, a block. Right. And then you practice what I call acting opposite. So changing a mindset is about, first of all, knowing and understanding what it is, but but also practicing doing things differently so that you can prove to yourself um, that, um, let's say, your negative anticipate predictions won't always come true. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you say to yourself, I'm not going to do a Facebook Live because," I don't look good enough. My lighting's not good enough. Therefore, no one will watch it. If you, you know, work through that, the thoughts a little bit, challenge the thoughts a little bit, um, ask yourself, like, how often do you notice what people look like on a Facebook live? You just show up and you want to learn the information, right?
0: Yeah, 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 um, exactly. You're just like, I'm just like, give it to me. I just, yep. yeah,
1: exactly. I don't care what your lighting <laughs> is. So um, then you can then you say, uh, you can say to yourself, hang on, let me try this. And and act opposite. So, you know, encourage yourself to do the task, and then see how you feel. And slowly, slowly over time, the more you practice acting against a limiting mindset, the easier becomes to, um, you know, do what you need to do um, to act in kind of in alignment with your goals and your values. And your thoughts begin to change after that. So you no longer kind of automatically dread something. You become more confident, and it all becomes easier.
0: And that, again, is ultimately that growth stage, right? It's just like, okay, yep. And then, yep. We'll do it again. This, I think, is really helpful because for business owners that are out there who, A, haven't been able to identify that, yes, this is probably a mindset thing. They can now identify that there's probably some work they have to do. And I do like that you brought back to the point about if you're 41 years old like I am, Mm -hmm. you've got 41 years of stuff that's ingrained in your yes. brain, right? Yep. Uh, it's not gonna happen overnight, people. And that's why, again, I think the sooner you can start working on your mindset, the easier it will become for you to, to identify, make note of it, have inside of it for those other future, the, the like the next part, right? I'm all about being in the moment, but, you know, we all, I'm also, again, being a clinical social worker, I'm all about prevention, right? Yeah. I would much better prevent something than have to, you know, mean. It going to like full blowing. All right.
1: Yeah. So you know sure.
0: these seven steps to recognizing, eliminating belief. You know, choosing an area in your business where you tend to experience something that's uncomfortable or unpleasant, and then moving into that second stage where again you notice when something triggers you, and by noticing a rise of such an emotion, right, whether another, it's physical mm-hmm. or emotion. You know, three asking yourself what's going through my mind right now. What am I picturing and imagining? You know, and having that insight to being able to stop. Uh, to noting down. I'm sorry. Step number four: noting down your answers and keeping that diary so that again you again later on going into step five you can reflect on what's going on and seeing if there's any of those reoccurring themes that are starting to emerge for you Uh, because again it's it's i'm a very big believer that when you write when you look at data such as when you're writing down your notes, you can't fake that stuff, right? It's like, Absolutely. It's like there's either $10,000 in your bank account or there isn't $10,000. You can't <laughs> make it up, right? Yeah. And then moving into that step kind of six where then you're able to start predicting and identifying a much probably quicker way, right? Mm-hmm. And earlier on, which allows you for the growth. So again, for you guys that are out there, I encourage you just to start thinking about choosing one thing that you might not start noticing and going through these seven steps because If you can change one thing, then you can change the second thing. And then your mindset collectively starts to work so much better. If those listeners that are out there, they're like, okay, great. I've done these seven steps. But they're kind of going like, I need probably a little bit more help. Because as I said, it's, it's kind of like when I, you know, when I was a therapist and I would do CBT and DBT and all that, right? Like Mm -hmm. it is a long process, right? So for those out there that are probably like, I probably need a little bit more help. Where can they connect with you so that they can do me and get some more of that nurturing help to again help, not only their mindset, but equally their life and business to grow.
1: Absolutely. So the first step I would suggest um, to anyone listening right now is to download my free mindset guide, which goes through all of the good stuff that we talked about in this episode. Um, And you can... um, I can provide you with a link of where to get that. Um, And secondly, you can visit my website at um, natalieklinitski.com and um, have a look at other guides I have, um, watch my free training, and then connect with me and see if potentially doing some coaching is is a way for you, a way forward for you. Uh, What I always do with my clients, um, again, coming from that psychology background where we do that assessment first, um, I designed my audit and strategy session very much around bringing all those thoughts and beliefs to the surface. Um, so we talk a lot about identifying what's blocking you, what's holding you back, how can we start to pave a new path for you forward. Um, yeah. No, fantastic. And
0: for you yourself, being a psychologist and then obviously being in business and helping business owners, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business?
1: Oh, Wow. <laughs> so much. (laughs) I guess um, for me, the the reason I'm so passionate about mindset work is because I myself had to really overcome a really limiting cycle that was driven a little bit by perfectionism. And for me, I noticed that whenever I didn't feel confident in myself, I would just binge learn content. I would Sign up to courses and courses and courses, but then um, nothing was happening in my business. Mm-hmm. And so for me, there was a huge breakthrough realizing that um, I don't like it's all business is all about doing, right? Business is all about experimenting, trying, testing, learning. It's a continuous process of growth. Mm-hmm. You can't kind of sit at the front lines and learn it and just kind of it magically happens. So I guess the biggest. Um, point about mindset work for me is to, uh, not hold yourself back by your lack of confidence, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: To... And again, confidence can look so different. Do you mean for so many different people? Yes. We just had Katrina flowers on last, uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago, I don't have the episode right in front of me talk about claiming your confidence. Yep. Um, you know, confidence, claiming your confidence doesn't have to be a big thing. It could live. be just going live. It could be responding to people. Like there's so much, right? So if you are also, I mean, looking at that confidence. I strongly suggest you listen to the episode with Katrina because that was a great one also. Well, thank you so much for being on today, Natalie. I hope that this has helped. I know it, not hoped. I know it will help plant the seeds because I'm also a very big believer that this whole podcast is about opening up conversations, different conversations about business and life. And again, just planting the seed. People might not be ready to take on the mindset now, but we've laid a seed and there will come a time, I promise you, when in business you're going to go, ah, yeah, I remember that episode from six months ago. It's now, I'm now ready to receive that information and implement that information, right? So it's all about planting those seeds. So thank you again, Natalie. And for the rest of you, just a reminder before we sign off that my team and I will also be putting together the show notes and links for everything with Natalie, connecting with her over at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And as I mentioned earlier, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to share it, especially over on the good old Instagram stories and tagging me at Angela Henderson Consulting because that would put a smile on my dial. And I'd also like to remind remind you that if you could take a second and subscribe to the podcast or leave a review, I would really, really appreciate that. Thanks again, Natalie, for being on the show today. And for the rest of you, I hope you have a fabulous day, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Natalie. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson www.angelahenderson.com.au